TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Paul Lindsay with you on a Thursday afternoon. We are awaiting any point now, any time now. Maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's Saturday, maybe they'll just sneak it in a tweet. The NHL's announcement for Hub Cities as they get ready to restart and play out a relatively traditional Stanley Cup playoffs and remainder of the uh, season with some round-robin twists. But where these teams will be playing still remains up in the air. There are still six cities in the running for it. We are one of them here in Las Vegas. And one of the front runners that's been very vocal, and I've actually been fairly impressed about how vocal they've been, is Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And joining us uh, this afternoon to talk about that bid and what his thoughts are about their chances for landing the hub is TSN 1260 midday host Dave Jamison. Dave, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Dave, as uh, we start narrowing down and we've seen you know, American cities fall off, and there's still three Canadian cities involved in the hub process and three here in the United States, Las Vegas has been pointed at kind of one of the front runners. But what I've been impressed with, and I'll be honest with you, I wish we had more local support like this, and you have provincial support, about the Edmonton bid. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we've been unabashedly, and I say we, the province of Alberta, our Premier Jason Kenney, and uh, anybody else with a with a voice in all of this, and I think there's been a decent level of support at the civic uh, level as well, is Edmonton has checks along the board. It has a, a beautiful new arena, which has not only the main ice surface, but an NHL-sized uh, ice surface immediately adjacent, so you can work the practices and get that part of the scheduling handled. But also, we've got, more importantly through all of this, is we've got a really good story about COVID-19 to tell. Um, and, and I realize that, you know, context is needed in terms of numbers and that sort of thing, but uh, this part of the province it was, uh, and I'm talking about the northern part, where Edmonton is located, was... Um, very aggressive early in testing and i think that people have you know with some exceptions have largely bought into the idea of uh, physical distancing and wearing masks and doing all of the things that we're being told to do on a daily basis by the provincial health authority so you know on the one level you've got the the covid19 thing i mean there's always going to be flare-ups and there's been one in the last couple of days at a local hospital so you know these things but largely managed and um and they've increased the testing and and that's excellent as well in edmonton um we obviously don't have some of the charms and the size of las vegas in terms of the number of hotels and and that but uh, a few years ago when the arena opened there was an area called ice district built and it's akin to la live and some of the other developments you see around north america so you know it's 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 really compressed it's um and you can create for lack of a better term a bubble there's a hotel directly attached to the arena um it's not a very big downtown so you can kind of get your arms around it in terms of managing access uh to the arena and and limiting access from the outside in, in terms of getting into that bubble so you know there's a lot of a lot of things that that look good for the edmonton um i'll call it a bid because that's kind of really what they're doing 
and there's also one of the uh, the the un- maybe slightly less um, intended benefits is this part of this province, really the whole province of Alberta, but especially in the northern part, has been before COVID nineteen was going through a very deep, deep downturn in the oil and gas industry, uh, of which we are very dependent here. So there was the economic uh, you know, problems that were stemming from that. Then you lay on COVID-19. And so Edmonton, northern Alberta, if not the province, if not the country, if you want to take it even further, could use a leg up, could use a boost. Now, you could say that all across the world at this point, but you know, there are things that make Edmonton, I think, really appealing, attractive, but at the end of the day, you know, um, there's some other Canadian cities. Toronto carries a lot of weight, not only in this country, but also in the NHL. Now, Dave, we're talking about the bubble that, that Edmonton has done such a good job marketing themselves to be able to provide for the players. But can you walk us through a little bit more uh, of the details of what it, it's like to rock, walk through Rogers Place and the things that they offer the players? Because it's it's one of those facilities that is uh, consistently voted as one of the top uh, places to play uh, from the players in the league. And that includes, obviously, yeah. all the visiting players as well. So just what does it feel like to be in that in that in that space as a player? Well, first of all, it's got, and which just seems strange because in sports, you know, they don't spend a lot of time in the visitor locker room. But apparently, and I haven't been in that one, but I've been in the home one, um, it is that Edmonton didn't cut corners in terms of, you know, the construction of the arena. It's got all the modern conveniences that you would expect of arena that's been built, um, you know, within the last few years. But uh, the ice surface is fantastic. Uh, we do a few things well in Edmonton. One of them is is create ice, you know, and we we have that created for us with the weather up here through you know a good chunk of the year. But the the ice has historically been very good in Edmonton, and that matters. And that matters a lot when you're going to be playing a lot of games in a compressed time. In terms of the what I call back a house uh, amenities and services in Edmonton and in that arena, um, it's. I, you know, again, to the overriding, I, I think, uh, mandate of the Cates Group when they built the thing is we're not going cheap. We're not going to treat it like, you know, um, something that that feels unfinished. So, you know, w- whichever teams are coming here, if in fact they do come here, I think they know they can know comfortably that when they walk in there, it won't be their home, but it may feel like it because. You know, they, again, the, the support personnel, I mean, it's a city that does hockey really well. Um, and so, but in terms of the downtown and, and some of the things that, you know, Edmonton, small downtown, I, I mean, here I am talking to you guys in Vegas. I mean, I feel almost embarrassed trying to sell us against Vegas. You guys seem to do pretty well at the entertainment stuff. But the idea that you can come here, I mean, this is a work trip for these players and the coaches and the and the small staff that are so you know the idea that you're going to have a great downtown yeah there's lots of great restaurants and so on and so forth but you're not here for sightseeing now what alberta has done and the province is tried to sell alberta edmonton is where the hockey's played but if families are going to come we've got lots of mountains lots of natural charms that you can get to over and above just the hockey itself. The hockey's going to look after itself. And the hockey, the, the, that, the, all of that stuff will be just fine. It's, you know, frankly, one of the criticisms will be, you know, there's Vancouver, Toronto, and Edmonton. Edmonton, as lovely as it is, can't fight in the, in the weight class of Toronto and Vancouver. I mean, i former Vancouverite, 31 years, raised there. I know that city extremely well. Um, it's it's beautiful, and Toronto is Toronto, so which is you know our New York. So, you know Edmonton's the the little the little city, the little province that could, 
but we've got a really good story on the health and in the health and safety front. So that might be ultimately the tipping point. TSN 1260 Midday host Dave Jamison joining us live from Edmonton, Canada, here on The Playmakers. Dave, your gut, what does it tell you? I mean, you, you just mentioned that, you know, Vancouver's got its got its charms. Toronto has has the hockey history. Your gut, does it tell you that you guys will at, be one of the two hub cities and, you know, we'll take one and you guys will take the other? Well, uh, I'm sure we'd love to work, uh, you know, arm in arm with you guys. But listen, my gut tells me that, you know, Vancouver's had a snag in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours in terms of the provincial health authority. They've had some flare-ups there, and there may not be, um, you know, there may not be the the level of support for this concept that there was previously. The Ontario government, within the last half hour or so, uh, it has been reconfirmed by one of our TSN uh, insiders covering the NHL that the Ontario government has, you know, very much signed off on the deal. Now, the the, the provincial health authority here in, in Alberta um, has signed off on the Euler Entertainment Group, which is the owner of the Oilers uh, hockey team, has signed off on their bid package in terms of the health components of it. So... You know, I don't. Not having been able to look at the at the three respective packages, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play. My gut, my gut, and I hate to say it, is Toronto because the NHL has an office there. Toronto is Toronto. It's you know the big, the big, the big city in our country, um, and you know. People out here don't want to admit it, but you know a lot of things happen out of Toronto. And and the and the head or the uh, the head office of uh, Roger Sportsnet, who are the official you know partner in Canada of the NHL, is in Toronto. So all of that said, if Edmonton doesn't get it, they will have done everything humanly possible to do it. And um, you know, it, it just I, my gut says Toronto. Dave, we've been talking a lot around hockey, but I want to switch gears a little bit and start talking about hockey because the city selection is a huge deal, but I know you're just as excited as we are here for actual skates and sticks and pucks to get back on the ice. Uh, So let's talk about those Oilers a little bit because deep down, I'm sure the Chicago Blackhawks organization didn't expect to be part of the playoffs after their seesaw the season, but they're matched up with uh, your Oilers in the qualifying round in that best of five series. Lots of deep playoff experience on that underdog Blackhawks squad, but if I'm standing in front of a whiteboard uh, in a locker room with the players of the Oilers players, what are uh, three goals or areas of focus that I should give them to uh, help dismantle the Blackhawks and, and take care of them quickly in that qualifying round? I'm going to say two names, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, just uh, the, good start. The Oilers, yeah, they'd start there, and then whoever can chip in outside of them, I mean, they're going to have to lift McDavid being McDavid is is good enough to win you a bunch of games just on its own. When you have Leon Dreisaitl being what Leon Dreisaitl has been for the last couple of years, okay, that that takes you up another you know notch. What the question mark is going to be is which of the goalies are they going to run with in the playoffs or certainly in the opening round, and is Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen good enough to to get them where they need to be, you know, winning a best of five, and that will be. You know, during the course, both of them, during the course of the season, or as much as we got played, both of them were capable at times of being, you know, good if not great. That's where the Oilers' Achilles uh, heel will be in terms of their playoff success. The other thing is, are you going to get contributions from the bottom six? Um, It's a top-heavy team. 
It's a little better balanced after the deals they made for Athanasiu and Tyler Ennis. So they got a little deeper. They got a little faster. Um, but again, it'll be, you know, can somebody other than McDavid and Dreisaitl score? James Neal was injured, but now, you know, they'll get him back healthy. So, you know, hopefully he's got, you know, still some goals in that stick. Um, and and what, what they can pick up sort of on the periphery of their core and and again, when you've got McDavid, when you've got Drysdale, I'm I'm sorry, with all, you've got a leg up on most of the teams you're going to face. Oh, Dave, I knew we were going to be best friends before we even interviewed, but that you went to the goaltending position first, and that is the position that I played uh, all the way through my career. So I want to expand a little bit on that because I agree with you. The goaltending position has been probably the the position of most uh, contention for for the yeah. Oilers over the last uh, few years, and and the it has been split between Koskinen and Smith pretty much fifty fifty all season. So do you think that uh, Coach Dave Tippett is going to lean towards uh, rotating those goalies in the in that qualifying round or? pick someone and and see how it goes because I'm, I'm sure there's a leash for each goalie that's kind of is, is different based off of what you're seeing from him in the crease but where do you think uh, coach Dave Tippett is going to be leaning he uh, has been masterful in how he has managed the goalies this year and seems to know who to go to at the right time sure there's going to be games where you know that doesn't play out you play enough hockey things aren't going to go you know how you wanted to but I think the, the 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 with the two of them, my inclination would be Tippett has you know, passed with Mike Smith, Nathan Koskinen, even though he is a starter, you know maybe a one A one B kind of arrangement right now in his career is still relatively un- inexperienced. I mean, he had a cup of coffee with the Islanders, went then went you know away, comes back to the NHL. It's not like we're talking about Carey Price here, so. You know, he's got, um, I, I think he made some necessary improvements in his game in terms of, you know, the glove. He was sort of awkward in terms of his placement and kind of how he, he handled that. And, and that would be an area of deficiency, and it got better this year. But I think that, uh, my gut would be Smith to start, and he can win you games, and Mike Smith can also kind of go sideways, you know, and, and people know that, And he's but he's a proven NHL goaltender. He's been on the stage before, and that would be the way I think they would start. But Tippett, you know, he, he would seem to make the mostly the right move at the right time. Didn't overplay somebody and didn't underplay in terms of you know getting somebody out if they won a game or two and then you know immediately flipping. He just seemed to have a real nice touch for that. Now, I don't want to look past that first round because that's very antithetical to the to the hockey mindset. But what team scares you the most on the Western Conference side? Because there's a lot of talent and a lot of teams that got really healthy over the last couple months. Who do you think uh, is is most likely to come out of this side? Well, how about the team in your town? Um, I, you know, there's a ton of talent right there. I, I you know, I think that. Um, yeah, I, I, Vegas is. Uh, I mean, Vegas is 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 a is a real team and and doesn't have many deficiencies, at least from, you know, my vantage point. It's weird talking about you know playoffs and looking ahead because it's been so long since we've seen these teams. You got to kind of remind yourself, yeah, what were they like? You know, I mean, we can look at the records and figure out you know who's good and the Tampa's and the Boston's and stuff like that. But you know, when it comes down to the style of play. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. The team, well, obviously, the team that can quickly find itself uh, in terms of, you know, um, chemistry and and 
try and kind of hit reset and get back to where they were when they left off. But, you know, I would I would certainly look at Vegas on that side as, as a team that I, you know, oh, God, having to face them would be uh, not, not a fun day at the office. Well, Dave, uh, we had George LaRock on a couple of weeks ago, and you and him are in lockstep on Vegas. So just uh... (laughs) (laughs) – Yes, and I wouldn't want to anger George LaRock, so that's good. There you go. You guys are right on the same page there. Yeah, nobody's angry here either. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Midday host of TSN 1260 in Edmonton, Dave Jameson, uh, here with the Playmakers. Follow him uh, on Twitter, uh, Jameson1260. Dave, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, when uh, when the playoffs get up and running, we'll be sure to check in again. Love to do it. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, Dave Jameson, TSN 1260, Edmonton. Got a good pulse on what's happening up there for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for them uh, and fingers crossed for us here, obviously, in Las Vegas in terms of uh, getting that hub nod. The NHL had promised some sort of word here by the end of this week. Right. In terms of what was going to happen. I mean, training camps are legitimately two weeks away from tomorrow in terms of the start. Yeah. So So we probably should announce that relatively soon. Something will have to get uh, rolling for sure. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.